0: Welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast, a resource for entrepreneurs and small businesses looking for honest insights and go to strategies for digital marketing. I'm Kelvin and my wife, Phyllis. Hey.
1: And I will share what's working, what's changing, and how to navigate the sometimes unpredictable world of business ownership.
0: Yes, we're experts at figuring things out, well, figuring them out eventually, and we're here to share it all, the good, the bad, and the stuff we've learned about working at home together, every day, all day. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast, and thanks for being here. I'm really excited today. We've got a great guest. Uh, My friend, Teresa Cleveland is with us. And if you don't know Teresa, you really should get to know her. She's the creator and founder of the Entrepreneur's Toolbox, which is the only online business management firm that uses a no-nonsense approach to get stuff done. She lives to organize and manage projects for busy business owners and entrepreneurs. Her team handles the daily things that have to get done, and they also plan and manage and execute large-scale launches of pretty cool business programs as well. She's helped create and build over 200 websites, and she keeps up with the latest online digital trends, so she's always able to help her clients in a proactive way. When Teresa isn't providing peace of mind to a business owner, you'll find her at home in Ohio or on the beach in Coronado. So welcome, Teresa. Thanks for being here.
1: Hey, Phyllis. It's so good to be here. I always love getting together and chatting with you.
0: Yeah. So before we jump into our topic today, which is planning for 2019 or just really any kind of sort of advanced long-term planning, really let's talk really quickly about what is an online business manager or an OBM for the few, some people might not know. So let's just kind of clear that up real quick.
1: All right. So I just celebrated my 10th anniversary in September, which is kind of crazy being working in the online world. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. And so over that time, I have just learned so much about so many different aspects of digital, uh, digital presence and, I started out building websites, as you mentioned, and then, you know, email marketing and videos and just things, you know, as the online world expanded, I just kept up on all of that. And so it was a lot of VA stuff, but I didn't call myself a VA because it was more tech related than administrative. So I went through this, this whole years of not knowing what to call myself. And um, I realized that you know, it was never, oh, hey, here's your website. Good luck with that. There was always more. The relationship continued and I would help with other parts of the business. So that's where being the online business manager came in. uh, I I kept hearing about it. And finally, finally, it felt like, oh my gosh, this fits. Because I wanted to get out of the trenches and the actual building of the websites. And so a VA will, or a tech VA or you know, whatever assistant you have, they will, they are doing tasks, right? Right. And with, um, and then the online business manager just opened everything up for me and my clients because now I can oversee all of that. And instead of, you know, just being, building a website or working on a Facebook live or one particular thing, I'm able to manage all the parts and processes of that for our clients. And so we have a team at the entrepreneur's toolbox that the client can utilize, or we will I will come in and manage the client's team that they already have in place. Or if they want to hire someone, you know, their own team, I can help in that process and then manage that team. Right, which is
0: awesome. And you're right. I think the path to getting here, right? You've always, I, I feel like I've, because I've known you for a long time, I've always seen you, you know, like you mentioned, when you built somebody's website, you didn't just sort of build the website and sort of hand it off and then, you know, sort of sign off and leave, right? You were always helping them figure out what's the best way to connect with your audience. What's a, a great idea for, you know, maybe a an, an opt-in offer. What's a good way to do this? What's a, you know, all those kinds of detail things that sort of go hand in hand, but aren't really part of truly just building a website.
1: <laughs> right. so, so it's, yeah. it's that thing, what's your next best step to reach your goals. Right. And yeah. so there's a lot of strategy that's in there as well. So I, I think in the simplest terms, um, an online business manager, you think like of an office manager, you mm-hmm. know, if you have a brick and mortar business, you know, you have the online or the uh, office manager who is not answering the phones and greeting the patients as they come in or, you know, whatever the case may be. She's managing all those processes to make sure that everything is running smoothly and the business owner's goals are being met.
0: Oh yeah. That's a great way to put it too. Um, I think, and relating it back to the goals of the business owner, right? They have a, uh, a, you know, their business that they want to run and they want to be invested and involved in doing the work that they're the best at and then allow you to manage everything else. So that's great. That's a great way to explain it actually. So good. Yay. Um, so let's jump into our topic. We are, when we're recording this, we're in, you know, mid-November um, uh, and it's, you know, we're heading into 2019. But these The things that we're going to talk about today can be applied anytime. So if you're listening to this at another time, um, any kind of advanced planning, whether you do some quarterly planning or annual planning or whatever, the way that you like to organize yourself, um, these topics or these kinds of ideas and things will be helpful. So let's let's talk a little bit about it. A lot of people, I think Teresa like the idea of planning. I think we, and we know I, we, you and I have talked to before about the whole, sometimes people even get stuck in the, like the planning to plan, right? So they're going to like plan to plan. And they there's a lot of sort of busyness around some of that and, and maybe net, executing the plan sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. So let's first talk a little bit about you know the best ways to get started with an effective plan, whether for the next year or even if we're just looking at the next quarter, next month, that kind of thing. What are a couple of key things people can do to get themselves organized to get themselves started?
1: Oh my gosh, who doesn't like to plan? It's exciting, right? Because you have this blank canvas that you're just like, oh my gosh, I I get to plan. And it's so exciting. And then when you actually roll up your sleeves, I know for me, when it's time to actually roll up your sleeves and do it, it's like, oh man, this is work. Because you have to know some stuff ahead of time. I would say before anything else, you have to plot some time on your calendar that you're going to do this. Otherwise, it's that planning to plan. I'm going to plan. I'm Oh, I can't wait to plan. And then except it never happens. So put some time in your calendar to sit down where no distractions where you're going to be able to plan. To prep for that time, you want to get whatever metrics you have for the previous quarter, the previous year, any metrics that you have, you want to get those out you know, back to the last year, and sometimes it's even helpful to look back two years if you're continuing with uh, some of the same courses and things like that. But you have to be able to look back before, in my opinion, you know, you have to look back before you can move forward because you want to do an assessment. You want to see what worked, what didn't work. And here's what a lot of people: this piece catches some people because you may look back and say, "Oh, wow, you know, that didn't work. That that course didn't sell," or you know that webinar or that planner or whatever it is but what i would suggest is looking at it a little bit deeper because what you you want to find you want to think about why it didn't work maybe you didn't put enough resources on it maybe it was a bigger project than you thought it was going to be maybe some things fell through the cracks so it doesn't necessarily mean that that planner that webinar that course wasn't good Or that it wasn't a good fit for your audience. It may mean that you just didn't put all the resources together for it that you needed. So that assessment isn't just oh, did it work or didn't it work? You want to go a little bit deeper on that. So that that's like pre-planning to me. You have to know those things before you even sit down.
0: Yeah, or that's the first part of your planning process. If that's you know if you allocate some time to it, that's probably that is a great first step. And I agree, it's. I like the part about sort of digging in a little bit deeper. It's kind of like we do with Facebook ads and some of those things, right? There's a lot of variables. So maybe you change the picture or maybe you change the wording or maybe you tweak, you know, one or two things to see if it performs better. And um, I think in your example of looking back at um, some things that worked well, obviously, and then some things maybe that might not have worked out the way we had hoped just instead of just sort of Xing them off or something, <laughs> maybe looking into, well, you know, was the concept a great idea? If it was a great idea, maybe it wasn't executed well, or maybe it was executed well, but we didn't give it enough time or whatever, right? Everybody's gonna have a different place around that.
1: Absolutely. So, and sometimes guess what? It just wasn't a great idea. And that mark that baby off the list and get it off your out, yeah. out of your mind and off your list so that you can free up that energy so that you can create something else.
0: Right. Well, and now I'm glad you use the word energy because I think sometimes too, um, I think that's a great way to assess some things, right? Do you still feel really good about it? Does it feel good to you? Does that, um, whether it's a specific program or a course or a webinar, or maybe it's um, content that you were creating regularly, does it still feel good? Do you still have good energy around it? Do you still enjoy doing it? Is it still sort of resonating with you? Because if it's not really resonating with you, it's probably not resonating with your audience either.
1: Right, because energy is everywhere. And it's going to come through. And so if it doesn't light you up anymore, that might have been the reason that it that it failed. It it seemed like a good idea. So and so was doing something similar and was (laughs) hugely successful. And then, you know, once you got into it, it's just like not in your zone. It's not the thing that lights you up. So then it becomes this drag on your energy and, and that comes through.
0: It definitely does. okay, so we've got we've done a little bit of evaluation and we've taken a look at that and now we're on to the next phase of planning. So what would you suggest we do ne- next?
1: So one of the something that's been really successful for my clients is if you're looking ahead for the coming year is to break it down into quarters. So mm-hmm. maybe you have four main areas that you're going to to touch on each quarter. So then within those quarters, then you can break down for each month. So let's say you're going to do a blog post. Some people and they think, "Oh my gosh, 52 blog posts, what the heck?" But if you break it down that way, you're you're only doing what 12 or so each quarter. And when you break it down to topics, so then you've got each month now. So everything's supporting that main quarter topic that you're putting out there for clients. And um, so then in the first month, those four four different weeks, whether you're doing a podcast, because I know you are queen of making repurposing content. So I know you love this. We try. You you take that, um, you have the podcast, you have your blog post, you have your social media post, all of that is going to support your topic for the month that supports Your main topic for the quarter. So when you break it down like that, it's so much easier because you think of anything that you do, anyone who's listening, think about what you do in your business. You have to, you can't tell me that you can't write four different things about a certain topic in your business. So it just makes it so much easier. And then your energy, you're focused on that. And so your energy is going to come through and your audience is going to love it and connect with it. So I would say, you know, and that's like from a bird's eye view down to the details. But when you're looking at the year, look at the four quarters, figure out what your main four topics can be, and then break it down from there.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea. It's almost kind of like a little recipe, right? Because then it becomes... Easier, right? You've got your main sort of thing that you're building or creating or mixing up, (laughs) making, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, yeah, then you've got like the little individual pieces. Um, And I know, Teresa, this is one of the things that kind of comes naturally to you is sort of taking big ideas and sort of things like that. And then, you know, again, breaking them down into pieces. And I know that's not uh, as easy necessarily, it doesn't come naturally to everyone. So for those of us who don't necessarily, you know, break things down that way, or see the processes quite as easily. What one or two tips could you give them to kind of to see just to be able to find that maybe a little bit easier to do?
1: You know what? Look for trends. Look for trends in your audience. One of my clients is a teacher, and so he does his based on the school year, the the school, or not just the school year, but a year in the life of a teacher, the ups and downs. So certain holidays. Um, there, oh, yeah. there are summers that are, that are off in ways that are able, he, he just is able to support a teacher through that whole journey year round. So it's not just creating lesson plans and things like that, because he's very much about the, um, life work, life balance. So look at your audience. What are the trends? You know, are there any holidays in, in there? Jot those down. Are there any big,
0: well, you could do this. I could see doing this around that. Yeah. I like the way that you're doing this. I can see doing this too around, again, all of us, some, a lot of businesses do have a little bit of a seasonal aspect to them, right? So knowing like if, if you know, your biggest sales times are, you know, through the, through the summer months, let's say, then, you know, you're going to want to spend most of maybe April and May really gearing up and getting all of the tools and essentials and resources together for your big sales push or, Those kinds of things, right? So I think this—I think that's a great way to get things rolling, especially if if this is not a natural part of your process.
1: Right. So all I know is going to say if if there's a big convention that happens annually in your industry, you know, is there something that you can plan around that so that you know that to get people excited about that. Uh, I sat down with a client the other day. She runs ads in a national magazine. So we mapped out her. her, We don't, we didn't have to have all the details. We just had to go through and decide where she would be running ads. And she does, she does retreats in maybe March, late, late February, early March. So her ads, you know, as we laid those out, it was to support that she's going to be doing some in the fall. So the ads will support that. Again, we didn't have to have all the copy for the ads or any idea about the ads. We just knew that this had to right. happen in this order. And then we also, you know, there are certain write-ups that she could do. There were bonus things that she could do. And so we, you know, mapped those out. And some of that was based on the magazine's readership and where their highs and lows mm-hmm. were. So, you know, having a good idea of your market, where your market hangs out, the different uh, trends in the market, then that will definitely help put your, um, help you create that plan. And of course, when it comes to creating the content and all of that is that's all based on your audience and what's relevant to them.
0: Right. Well, yeah, that's, that's a great, great example. And you're right. Like you this at this time in planning, especially if you're planning for a year or even just a quarter, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty details just yet. You just want to sort of say, okay, I know in January, I need this. I know in February, I need that. I know whatever. So, and if there's some people who are listening, who are kind of new going, I don't have two or three years to look back. I don't have some of those kinds of things. I think again, one of the things you can do and you've touched on it several times is ask your audience. If you're kind of new, even if you just have a handful of clients so far, you know, ask them um, what they found helpful and useful and they'll they'll tell you, right? So then you can start sort of looking or ask them what they see their goals being for the first more quarter of the month, you know, and, or the quarter of the year, excuse me, you know, what do they see that they're going to be working on the most? What's most important to them? And when you have a good understanding of that, it does really make it easier than to sort of plan what you'd like to be able to do to support your efforts.
1: Absolutely. That's one of the first questions that I ask even a prospect, you know, who wants to talk with me about, about hiring me is, you know, what are what are your next three projects? What do you have coming up? You know, Right. Because you, you've got to start somewhere. Right. And and you know, a lot of people don't. I remember when I didn't and it used to seem, oh my gosh, I look back and I would just like pull my hair out because it was like, How am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know? <laughs> you know, well, what it was so what then you do if and if you don't know anything, well, we start with Google right? right. <laughs> Google some things. And, you know, and then you start, you know, if you're out networking or you're in groups or whatever the case may be, just ask people, you know, ask others who may be in the industry, ask, obviously, You know, if you have any clients, and then that was the thing, I didn't have any clients at the time. And it's like, then you really feel like, well, how the heck am I supposed to know? But you know, you just ask other people, people who would be your ideal audience, you know, hey, what would would this appeal to you? What would if this doesn't? What would? And you just gather information. I mean, for everybody that's starting out, that's kind of your number one job is you are just out there gathering facts.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think Well, this applies really to anybody, no matter what phase of your business you're in, you know, the, the better that you understand the people who are already consuming, buying your products and services, just the more, and the closer you can get to those people and the more you can understand what they like and what they need. And it's not just sort of like, oh, they like this book or they like this particular um, course that I taught. Um, It's also about, you know, their, their buying journey, right? Like, How how do they get to it? How do they make those decisions? And and some of that takes a little time, but you know, again, that's part of the process, right? The more that you do, when you you mentioned webinars, so you do a webinar, and maybe you do a little survey afterwards. Did you like it? Was it helpful? What would have been more helpful? Was there something you felt that was missing? Those kinds of things. So I feel like we're getting a little. You and I could talk about this forever. I I know we're getting a little bit off track from the planning plan part, (laughs) (laughs) but I think I think this is helpful though because I think sometimes again. You and I both have had this experience, too, when you're really close to your own stuff, you know, being able to pull back and see the work that you do from through the eyes of a client. Right. Is can be hard. And so you have to sort of be able to just get yourself mentally in a place where you can look at things through that lens. And um, I think that's definitely helpful. And it's definitely going to make your planning a lot more effective, and when you then when you get into the execution part of your plan, you know it's mid February now, and you're in the middle of doing all of these things. Um, you know they're definitely going to be more effective. You're going to be; it's going to come together more easily because you're 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 kind of clicking on what your audience wants to hear from you and, and wants to see from you.
1: Exactly, and you know what, your planning muscle is no different than any other muscle. The more you use it, the easier it becomes.
0: Oh, that's such a great way to put it. And you're right. You're right. You can't just be like, "Oh, once a year, I'm going to try and do this," and then sort of wonder why it's not easier.
1: <laughs> um, well, yeah, because as you as you map out that big picture for the year or the quarter, you know, then you're going to start. You know, anything I say, you you know, you have to start at the end and, and plan backwards. So, uh-huh. I, at the very least, you know, a six I think a six week lead in time is great because then you can say, "Okay, I want to, I want to deliver this in six weeks, what is it going to take? What am I going to?" To take, need to do that and so when you lay that all out in front of you so whether it's a webinar or, you know whatever you know and we break all those processes down in, into bits and pieces we put it into teamwork we assign it to the people to get each part done. But you have to be able to do that. You have to have give yourself enough time to do that. But just because you do it for the quarter or for the year, that doesn't mean you just like pop it up there on the wall and say, yeah, that, that's what we're going to do. You know, there's more work that comes with that where you have to actually sit down and write in the details and plan that out.
0: Right. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think you mentioned teamwork. I think this is a good time to transition quickly to... Um, tools and resources. So I know you use teamwork. Um, I know you and I both work with somebody that uses Basecamp, which is a little bit more about like maybe assigning tasks, but it also, you can set up processes there as well. I know. So just kind of cover those briefly. We don't, you know, we, we could probably do an entire podcast about teamwork alone. So let's just kind of touch base. Absolutely. On that you've used and that maybe some of your clients have used.
1: So I've tried quite a few out there, Basecamp, Asana, Trello, um uh, teamwork is just I love it because it's the way my mind works because you you can put all your you can oh my gosh. I, I actually just did a blog post about that. So people can check that out on the website. But with what you want, I I feel, you know, with teamwork with Basecamp, you can you assign the task Asana Asana, I think they say it's supposed to be called, but um <laughs> you can put all that in there and you want to be able to put have due dates. And so that nothing falls through the cracks. So your whole process is in there. And you can do that with Basecamp and the other ones. Uh, uh, Not all of them, but I I would suggest, you know, trying out a few and and most of them have a a free trial. I will say, because I love teamwork so much, they, if you are new under two years in business, you can apply for a free account. And oh, I that's think nice. Yeah. And I think it's free for uh, a year, maybe. I can't remember the the exact details on it, but they do have that. And, and it's a phenomenal program. So uh, and it worked the way that my mind works. So but you know, there are the other ones and, and people have ClickUp is another one I'm hearing a lot about. I haven't checked it out yet. But I hear that's uh, that's pretty robust as well. So I, you know, you have to try a couple, I wouldn't like, maybe you do like your blog post, try to set up, you know, whatever your blog post process is in each one of them, you know? So if you do a blog post for the month and then where do you, if you then post it to social media and all of that, put that process because it's a pretty basic one and it's repeatable. Right. So put that, try that on different ones and see, you know, which one works for you. And even if you don't have a team member yet, that doesn't matter. You still don't want things falling through the cracks. Oh my gosh, I did an offering once, sent it to everyone, except the, you know, I did all the, did it all right on social media everywhere, except I forgot to send it to my list who is, that's who I created it for to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. So yeah, Yeah. it's just one of those things. You're you're, all these moving parts and pieces. So plug it all in. And if you don't have a team member, that's okay. Just put, um, you know, if you want to test out the capability as you, you know, think about bringing a team on, you can say, you know, you can create like a a fake team member, you know, like the blog post girl. Right. right. And assign it to her, but check them out. Um, I think, you know, I hear a lot about, asana teamwork base camp and then like i said click up so you know trello a lot of people are in love with trello i trello makes my head hurt so (laughs) it just it doesn't do it's not as robust as i need it to be and but try those and if you want to try trello try trello but try that with a really simple process to see um, amongst each of them that you can do the free uh, trial in and see which one works for you
0: Okay, great. That's very helpful. I didn't know about that teamwork program, so that is kind of cool. We'll make sure and put some information, um, or at least a link to some information in the show notes as well. I'm old school, and Teresa knows this about me. I um, am in the I'm in the process, and Teresa is helping me putting putting together processes and things like that. And we're starting with. Um, like my, you know, some proposal processes, and we're starting with some things that are, re- like she mentioned, repeatable things that I do every month over and over and over again. Um, we're starting there and we're going to, we're building it out from there. So, uh, but one of the tools that I use is um, Teresa's planner that she developed. And um, I want to mention it because uh, I'm a little, in this regard, this works for me so well because I'm old school and I actually like making lists, I like sort of checking things off. Now, these are not, I don't do entire processes there. These are sort of the things that I need to happen, or maybe it's where I also keep track sometimes of deadlines or things that I need to do for my sound advice business, not necessarily for clients, right? So I just would like to make sure people know about the planner, Teresa, because I think it's great. I've been using it for a while and I really enjoy it. So let people know where they can get the planner and give them a little bit of info about it.
1: So, and it's so funny because I always forget about the planner because it's just, you know, something that's there and, and I use it, it's great to use it in conjunction with either your Google or your Outlook calendar and your, um, whatever program you're using. If you're using something like teamwork for me, the get results planner, and it's, um, it is just like my business It's the no nonsense approach to getting, Stuff done. Right. Thank you. <laughs> we wanna keep I yes. don't wanna keep my podcast clean. Yes. So uh, the planner itself is, it's got weekly view, you've got uh, a place where you can jot down all of those ideas, so you don't lose them. So there's like an, yeah. an ins- inspiration vault. So you can jot those down. If you've got like a small project, I sometimes I use it from a grocery list, right? You know, so whatever it is, because it's all about all your whole life. So I created this probably about 12 or 13 years ago now. And then it, I, I created it for the way that it worked my life worked back then. And then in the meantime, I've tried so many different planners and they didn't do what I needed them to do. And so I just took the old one out and brushed it off and then uh, put it together in a way that it, it works with my life today. So it has five weeks in it because some weeks, you know, some months, you know, we go into that fifth week and it's just so annoying to have to start it a is. new planner. And then there's a place for projects. And for anybody who's doing pitches, uh, there's a place where you can track those. If you're pitching, like I do guest, I like to be a guest on podcasts. So we keep a list of those in there. And then there's even an end of month. There's an end of month tab where you can just put it right there in tangible, you know, the things that you're going to measure for the month. And then there I also at the back, because it's hard when you have a monthly planner, sometimes, you know, you're planning out several months, right? And, you know, maybe it's a convention, maybe it's a meeting that you're scheduling that's out, but you want to be able to look ahead. So there's three extra months in the back on a monthly view. So it's got a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It does. And it's really great. And I like it. You know, one of the other things I like about the fact that, well, I like that it's five weeks. I also like that, you know, I, you can start at any time, right? It's basically blank, right? And you start whenever you want. Cause I also like that it looks like I'm going to take a week of vacation. Like I might not use my planner that week, right? I'm not keeping track of those kinds of things. So I'm skipping a week, which like in a regular planner, that's all laid out. I know this is a little thing, but it drives me crazy, right? Like you have all this, like sort of wasted, right? Like I don't have anything there. I didn't use it. I don't know. So I like this. It feels really efficient to me. So
1: Let's. We'll yeah, and them. then within each week, I forgot to mention within each week you have you have your whole daily in there as well. So there's a place to journal or keep notes of things that are going on that day. So it's definitely something that you know you to keep nice to keep handy on your desk as you're making phone calls, doctors' right. appointments, yep. clients, whatever the case. And then you can jot things down there. I can't tell you how many times I've gone back even several months and of calendars because mm-hmm. it is monthly and just to look to see like, what was that? Right. So yeah, it, and yeah and it's very really handy for that tangible, Yeah, for that, for that tangible. And you know, when you write it down, they say that it, it, it engages that other part of your brain. So where my outlook or my, um, or my Google calendar or even teamwork has the, the big things, this, there are like ticklers and things that I can just pick it up at a glance and I don't have to log in or I don't have to go somewhere online. I can just sit here and and see at a glance what's going on for the month, the week, or the day.
0: Yeah. Which is great. So let people know where they can get the planner,
1: the entrepreneurs toolbox.com forward slash get results. And we'll put a link in the, um, show notes, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely will. And so and as we wrap up, um, Teresa, let people know what is the best. First, I can get the planner at the get results tab. And we will definitely put the link there. But if people would like to connect with you personally or get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Oh, sure. You can email me. Well, just hop over to the website, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurs toolbox.com. And uh, hit the contact tab, and you can you can email me there, or you can find me on Facebook, The Entrepreneurs Toolbox. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter, but I don't do much on Twitter these days.
0: Okay, so the preferred method would be through your contact form, and um, or and our Facebook. Sure. Okay. Great. Well, we will put links to all of those also in the show notes. And uh, Teresa, I want to thank you for being here and for helping us get some. real meaty basics together for um, successful planning for 2019. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks for having me, it's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sound Advice Podcast. Be sure to visit soundadvicesales.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love this episode of the Sound Advice Podcast, Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices. Amplified.